yo, I see some somebody wearing something Hawaiian. I'm like, oh, hey, or like some kind of like Polynesian or Islander type thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll be like, I'm like, oh, hey, that like spark up a conversation or like a driving by a car and I see a bumper sticker or a decal and I'm like, oh, hey, you know, like I got to see him. Welcome to the Deep Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Deep. And this is the podcast where we dive deep into different topics, different subjects, and you already know what we talk about. We just talk about anything and everything. Sometimes we talk about super deep topics. Sometimes we talk about whatever we want to talk about. But again, man, my name is Starsua. I'm your host today for this podcast, and we're going to get it going today. We got a special guest in the building, and it's the one, the only, the infamous most famous twitch streamer awesome mother out there in the whole wide world miss kaleo hit on the building how you doing how you doing i'm fantastic fantastic hey i'm glad i'm I'm doing all right i'm doing all right i'm glad that uh we are doing this episode today um we're gonna dive deep into super deep topics um and uh it's gonna be i feel like it might be a little spicy will it i don't know Maybe it might be a little spicy. Maybe, maybe on the uh, side of a little emotional at some points. I feel like with some of the the topics that are here. Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, some of the topics that we talk about. You know, we're gonna have kind of a, the same mindset, right? And maybe we'll disagree on some stuff. I don't know, but you know, I've, I've we've known each other for so long. We we're probably on the same page on most of the things, right? Most things, yeah. I'd most say so. things. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, so we're gonna get into some pretty deep topics. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna touch up on mental health. Uh, feeding off of the last episode, so if you guys hadn't watched the last episode, the link is down below. Go check out the last episode and previous episodes. Let me know what you guys think. Comment down below any of your thoughts, any suggestions, whatever you guys want us to talk about. If you guys are on Spotify, go ahead and review the video. Give us you know some of your thoughts. There's some questions you guys can answer, but uh, go ahead and follow and uh yeah let's you know share it check it out whatever let me know if you don't watch it it is all good in the neighborhood right uh but uh the topics we want to talk about like i said we're going to talk about mental health and then we're also going to talk about being an islander away from the islands so in other words having that islander blood whatever culture it is in the pacific ocean growing up or being raised or being born and raised in some are totally different, like United States or a different country, just not in your native culture's island, if that makes sense. So we'll get into a little bit of that and we are going to have some fun. So let's start off with a little bit of uh, what we started last week, the question roulette. And we are going to, we, and I am going to ask Khalil a bunch of questions in under one minute. Last week, I gave Kayla too much time with two minutes, but Khalil, we're going to ask her, 10 questions in under one minute. She's going to answer super quick, super fast. And, you know, some something might not come out right, but it is, it's going to be what it is going to be, right? It's going to be what it's going to be. <laughs> but um, are you are you ready? Yeah. Let, yes. <laughs> I am going to start the timer of one minute after I ask the very first question. So it's kind of like Family Feud, uh, Fast Money. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Here we go. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Teleportation. What's the most adventurous thing you've ever done? Adventurous? Rock climbing. 
Do you prefer sweet or savory breakfast foods? Savory. If you could be any fictional character for a day, who would it be? Oh. I don't I don't know. I I don't can pass? Have to pass on that pass. one. What's your favorite <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate chip mint. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? Fiji. Fiji. No, nice. Greece. <gasps> Greece. Oh, Greece. Greece. Change my mind. What's Greece. your favorite board game? Believe it or not, Monopoly. Nice. If you could switch lives with anyone for a day, who would it be? My daughter. Mm, interesting. What's your favorite type of weather? Like springtime weather, where it's not too hot but not too cold, you know? Got you. If you could have any job in the world, what would it be? Oh, man. Probably an artist. An artist? Cool. What kind of artist? <sighs> like, a, like a painter or singer, songwriter? I think I'd, I'd probably do singing. Nice, nice. All right. That was the last question. Timer is was up like five seconds ago, five. but <laughs> I left it. Five seconds. <laughs> I left it, and and also you didn't answer one question. But we can go back to that question and see if you kind of like have any ideas. Like if you could be any <sighs> fictional character for the day, who would it be? I you know I don't I really don't know on that one. There's just so many that I could possibly choose from. I don't think I could choose just one right i mean you're not wrong i i would probably go with like somebody that's like my hero you know what i mean like your childhood hero because wait fictional right because non-fiction is real and the fictional is fake right <laughs> right <Yeah>. okay <laughs> okay so yeah i would go with i would go with like my hero i would probably either choose like wolverine the flash or superman like you know go experience like having no superpowers as that fictional character you know what i mean I could see that. I could see that. Oh, I, probably... I don't know. I, I guess for, for me, it's one of those, like, I would prefer it to be a female, but there's so many that are just lacking certain things. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. You got a, Is that weird? You got an example of uh, a female fictional character that's lacking in certain things? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so, like, if you take, like, Wonder Woman, for example, right? For example, like, that, I mean great character but like still is an individual that always just kind of ends up just like pushing everybody away i could see that but i feel like i feel like that's a common thing with a lot of these heroes or you know people with superpowers you know what i mean because yeah because it's like they, they learn they learn most times the hard way that you know the people that's closest to them or the people that they care about the most is the most in danger you know what I'm yeah. saying? So it kind of makes sense. Yeah. So maybe, maybe I don't want to be a superhero. <laughs> I'm, that's what I'm like. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, 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 there's that. The question roulette, you know, <laughs> let us know down below what you guys, what fictional character you guys would want to be for a day. So I would like to see your guys' answers. If not, then it's okay. But we're going to move on, man. So, you know, we got, we got Kaleo. Uh, hello in the building here and you know she is uh where are you currently residing again in i'm in oregon so you're in oregon and 
you know, like like I said before, uh, we've known each other for a little bit, and I do know that she is of Hawaiian descent. So yep. before we get into all of that, Islander away from the islands, like uh, Kaleo, like tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, real quick, you know, if you know what do you do, um, you got a family, or, you know, whatever, whatever you want to say. Uh, so I obviously live in Oregon. Um, I am a mother of two. I have a daughter and a son. My kids couldn't be any more opposite from each other, and it makes life very interesting. Um, I have, for the past 16 years, done um, property management. I do specialize in low-income affordable housing, so I deal with a lot of different walks of life, which is so amazing. Um, good and the bad that come with that. I went to school for business management and marketing, specifically sports marketing, and minored in psychology because the human brain just fascinates me. Fascinates me. I almost said bad words. I was trying to like avoid it. <laughs> but uh, psychology has always been something that I've been fascinated with and, and how we function as human beings. It's just a little bit about me. No, we, uh, we, I find, I find that, you know, every time that we talk or every time that we engage in conversations or whatever, I find new things that I learn about you that is very similar to me. Where yeah. like the whole psychology thing that you just mentioned and the business management, like, obviously I knew that we, that you were a business management major, but I didn't know that it was specific in a sports field. and. Yeah. Something with that, like for me, I am in business management right now, but it's not in a sports field. I almost did that specific field. <laughs> so it's, that's crazy. As I was doing more research and whatever, like I didn't want to like when I was choosing my major, when I was going to school, right? I didn't want to like niche it down too much to where like I didn't yeah. have a broad, broader, I guess, opportunity to do kind of pick and choose what I wanted to do. Right. Yeah. Um. So I feel like, you know, I have like a tiny bit of regret because i still kind of want to go into sports field but e even with the a similar you know degree i could still kind of pursue that that same direction anyway oh absolutely it doesn't put you in just a little box if you right. do like more of a general i did general okay. and then went into more specific of sports because i just i i loved it right right now that makes sense and like i think i think that's an issue when 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 students like don't do too much of their research they kind of just get like this broad term of the main studies of field and then then they get stuck and like maybe because in your early 20s you know right after you get out of high school right like you know you can agree or disagree you don't really know exactly what you want you know you have those handful of, of people that you know find their actual passion super early on but in that time frame, like, you know, some people can say like high school, you kind of develop, you know, passions or whatever, but it doesn't like fully develop until you're like mid twenties, you know, if you're lucky, but late twenties. Some people, some people not even till their thirties right. to forties. Right. I exactly. mean, some of the most famous people like actors and actresses didn't start until their thirties or forties. Right. Yeah. You're not wrong with that. Morgan Freeman, for example, like can't put an age stamp on it. No, no, for sure. And you know, like, uh, to go back with what I was saying was, uh, 
they think that something is their passion and that they pursue it, which is good, you know, pursue that, but they don't do too much research on the, on the specific study at the universities or, or college, whatever school you go to, and then they're stuck. And so like later on in life, they may want to do something else, but now they got to go back to school to get that major for whatever that new career is, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like a yeah. little bit of waste of money or whatever. So I guess it's kind of, it's, it's tough, but these young kids they just gotta understand that like you gotta really do your research in whatever you do and it doesn't it doesn't have to be with school it could just be with anything do your research and that's like the whole moral of the story just make sure you know exactly what routes that you can take you know what i mean yeah. from whatever you decide yourself. yeah yeah basically but we're gonna move on we're gonna move on to our very first topic this touches home to both of us you know we are islanders and this touches on a lot of you listeners, I know a lot of you guys are Islanders and are from the islands or, or have a, a similar background and culture. And, and, you know, you guys probably experienced this in your guys' walk of life, I guess you could say. So the title is Being an Islander Away From Home or Being an Islander Raised Away From Your Actual Home Island. And I feel like, I feel like this is a big issue. Because, you know, I, I'll, I'll talk on my Samoan culture. And if you're Samoan and, and you guys, you know, take offense to this, I'm sorry, it happens. But there is native Samoans from American Samoa and Western Samoa that bash on other Samoans who weren't raised in that particular island just because they weren't raised there. So for me, example, I was born and raised in Hawaii and I was kind of like raised in a mixture of the Samoan and the Hawaiian culture because obviously that's the Hawaiian islands, right? And there was, a, a, obviously, you know, with the whole United States now, you know, English is the first language, and so that's what we got to learn, and all that, blah, blah, blah. And I guess I never had the, 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 the full opportunity to learn my native tongue. And, you know, my mother and my father, they always tell me that they regret, you know, not teaching me and my siblings when you know whenever there was like free time at home or whatever it's just it just didn't they just weren't able to come around it and you know that that's not the fault of my parents that's not the fault of me that's not a fault yeah. of my siblings or whatever and what i feel like some of these you know native um samoans from samoa they don't understand that they just they they have that that one mindset to where like oh because you're samoan you're supposed to know it. You know what I'm saying? Like, not everybody can or has the opportunity to just know or grow up in the actual culture. So you can't yeah. fault that person. And some of these, some of these people, they just like being bullies about it. Really, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We we already like for me. You know, and I'll let you talk in a second. My bad. <laughs> but no, you're good. For for me, I. I already feel bad because I am so proud to be Samoa and I'm, this is my culture. This is my blood. This is where my heritage came from. My grandparents, my ancestors, you know, all that shebang. Right. And I want to be so connected to the culture that I already feel bad that I don't speak it fluently. So why you gotta, why you gotta keep knocking me down while I'm already down trying to get up. Let me turn this on you now. So I know your Hawaiian descent. And you were born and raised in the mainland. You lived in Hawaii for for a little bit, and then moved back to the mainland. Like, have you experienced anything like that, or 
Have you seen it, you know, through other, you know, cousins or family members or friends? Family members and friends, not particularly, but going back over to the islands. Yeah, I've definitely, definitely experienced it. I mean, not, not everyone looks at me and is like, oh, instantly like, oh, she's, she's Hawaiian for sure. You know, like not, not everybody thinks that, especially going over to the islands. Cause like, I mean, I'm, I'm not as dark as most Hawaiians are. Cause you know, you're on the Island, you're on the rock, you're in the sun, you're out in the elements. And I live in Oregon, the rainiest part of Oregon. So there's no sun. So I look different. And because of that, I've gotten shade, I guess you could say, going over there and not looking like everybody else. And then that makes me, you know, that makes me feel like, oh, well, oh, maybe I shouldn't be here right now. Like, I'm not really welcomed and stuff like that. But I know I am. Right. Because, like, how I was raised within the culture was everyone is family everyone is ohana it's you know part of the ha it's 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 that love you know so yeah. i never really understood that but there are certain areas that are that i i have experienced that for my family no have i seen them treat other people like that yes but once they find out you know they're like oh my god hey you know yeah. hey cousin you know or sis or whatever so you know what the you know what the it's problem hard. is? Yeah, you know what the problem is? I know for a fact that because we're because us islanders, no matter what culture it is in the in the in the ocean, we all have a distinct look. We all have a unique look. And and regardless of skin color, if we're lighter or darker, I could tell when somebody's an islander or not. So for them to for them to have some of those times where they're, they're saying that, oh, she doesn't look like uh, an islander or he doesn't look like an islander. Like, bro, grow up, bro. Now you're just being an asshole at that point. Like, I, yeah. like when, I, when we first met, I already knew you were some type of islander. You know what I mean? Because I, yeah. I could just tell. I, I, really, <laughs> I honestly could just tell because we know our peoples. You know what I'm saying? So you're I, not wrong. Yeah, so I feel like, I feel like those people that... that that done that to you or if you you know you you've seen it happen like you got to be a nicer person <laughs> i don't know what else yeah. to say <laughs> yeah well and and you and i were talking not too long ago you know I, I i was asked to join a group i didn't know how to feel about it at first because i was like man i just i feel so like removed like i don't necessarily belong because they all are already so like tight together mm -hmm. and you're like what? Why? And I was just like, well, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like it's just like, I'm so withdrawn from being in it like they were. Cause you know, either a lot of them are still over there. They've just so enveloped by other whole, like Islanders of in general that I'm not, I'm in a predominantly Caucasian area, you know? So yeah. it's just like, it's a way different feel here than being in the actual thick of our each individual cultures, you know? Right. So I don't know. I feel like I've been so far removed from it sometimes that I just, I forget that it is so welcoming and loving. Yeah. Most of the time. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think uh, you hit it right on the nose. It's just, you, you've been away from it for so long. You, yeah. 
your 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 lifestyle, you adjust to your new lifestyle. Yeah. And I think that kind of plays into part where we lose our accent or we lose yeah. our actual yeah, we lose our actual language. Like I like I've known I've known different Samoans that was born and raised in Samoa, speak is super fluent and they got the proper they got the proper language down, they got the slang language down, they got like everything. And then they live in the mainland or the states or whatever other country and, and they lose it. They still understand it, but it's like hard for them to like speak it because they have to think about it again. Oh, what was this again? What was that? Because like you said, you've just been so withdrawn from it for so long. But yeah, I feel like, you know, one, one thing, at least, at least for my wife, what she does is she, she literally calls home every day. And I know not everybody is not as close to their own families like that or some family dynamics is kind of different with others, but yep. just a simple call, you know, to, to hear it or, you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe once a week, just hear the language and you, you know, it stays fresh in your mind that, yeah. you know, something like that, something simple can, can help. Right. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. I'm horrible at that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm, I'm horrible with that. And most of the family that I, I do get to speak to on a regular basis are, over here on the mainland because they wanted to get off the rock. <laughs> so it's, it's, I've got, you know, my main, which is my auntie Lani and my uncle Kamai, you know, they're, they're over there. And when we talk, I, I fall right back into it. It like, it never left here. I know I have to articulate and I need to make sure that I'm very clear and understood because if you start throwing that slang in there, Nope. Nobody understands you. They just look at you like you're weird. Right, right. <laughs> so. It kind of kind of reminds me of, you know, going to school in Hawaii and you're taking an English class and the teacher is teaching you in, in our slang language because we all understand each other. But then the moment we have to put those words on paper, we can't write it down like that. We, it has to be proper. It has to be, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like every every culture is is like that and every any every one that has like you know the different languages like it is that's exactly how it is they they're it's easier to speak it and be a part of it than actually be able to write it down on paper yeah when you're learning it yeah exactly it's um it's definitely it's definitely a big challenge and do you have any advice for for those that are in like our type of situation where you know we're islanders but we were born and raised in the mainland i mean i wasn't like I wasn't, I, but I've been living in mainland for a little bit now, so I kind of feel that effect going on. But yeah, do you, I don't know any anything that you try to do to you know try to keep your your culture strong within yourself, or you know even even something as in like teaching your your kids a few Hawaiian words that you remember from time to time, like you know I think that would help. You know what I mean, right? I do. I, I teach, I teach my kids, you know, things here and there. And I mean, my daughter has a full Hawaiian name. My son has a partial Hawaiian name, but she has a full Hawaiian name. So that kind of sparks conversations and stuff like that of like, you know, well, mommy, what does that mean as far as my name goes? Oh, okay. Let me tell you. And, you know, and then, you know, of course, talking story, every talk story. Okay. So like you, you, you go into all of these, you know, when my tutu and all this, like my daughter loves hearing about all that. So I try to keep that side alive. And lately 
I've been trying to do my best to reach out and talk to other islanders like you, Star, <laughs> <laughs> and remembering that I'm not alone and that I should be free to open up, especially when I feel that connection with somebody. Like, never be afraid to say hi, especially, like, you know, if you're just like, oh, you know, how's your day? You know, I just I remember to do that. And especially, like, I see, yo, I see some somebody wearing something Hawaiian. I'm like, oh, hey, or, like, some kind of, like, Polynesian or Islander type thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll be like, I'm like, oh, hey, that'll, like, spark up a conversation or, like, a driving by a car and I see a bumper sticker or a decal and I'm like, oh, hey, you know, like, I got to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I recommend people don't, don't just fall away from it. Just, just keep trying because... Our cultures are beautiful. No, oh, yeah. All of them. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, just a little advice, you know, for me and, you know, what, what we do here in our house, like, yeah, we're going to most likely, and I, it's hard for me to say this, but most likely we're not going to move back to Hawaii. And because of, of how expensive it is, and that's a totally another subject is we could talk days about that. And Thanks. like, it's crazy. Just know you guys already know it's super expensive, but where what we do is you know something small you know what i mean like yeah my, my wife speaks fluent but she doesn't speak fluent all the time or rarely she does only when she talks to her mom and stuff like that but what we do is we kind of decorate our house with you know how it was back home you know yeah. what i mean we have you know uh samoan material you know framed up we i have back here i have you know some of the things that us samoan cultures have like i have the samoan staff and like so many things that like around our house is just that little reminder, not saying that I need a reminder that I'm Samoan, but just a little reminder of kind of remember some of why or what my culture does, why we do certain things, what our culture really means to us. And, you know, just like every other Islander culture in the Pacific Ocean, family is everything. And so just everything. having, yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't think... Aside, I, I know there's other cultures out there that kind of do the same thing, but if yeah, you go yeah. if you go to if you go to an islander house, there is family pictures everywhere of not not just their immediate family, the whole third cousins, fourth cousins, fifth cousins, aunties, yeah. like all like so many generations down. Like over here, we have a whole wall of just us and our immediate families, parents and siblings, and then we have a whole another like hallway of all of our cousins, all of our nieces, uncles, aunties, everybody. And it's just those little moments where I'm walking to my room and I kind of catch my, my aunties or uncle's face or my cousin's face. And I just look and I kind of like remember everything. And so it keeps me, I guess, fresh in my culture and how everything was and how everything or still is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, shoot on my, on my stream, I always ask like, what's your highlight every day and something small like that remembering some small details about something kind of just i don't know it makes you feel good like for me yeah. it does right i love that you say the highlight of your day i just say what was the best part of your day what made you smile today yeah talking about that and talking about you know the issues that you know us islanders deal with when we weren't raised in the islands it kind of like ties into like the the mental health and the mental state Absolutely. of things and and i think um it it ties really well into it because one thing i know we're we, 
I've tried to transition that, but we're moving on to mental health, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing with, with, with us Islanders, we are so family oriented. We're so group or community oriented that whatever we do in life, right? We do it for our peoples. We do it for our family, our parents, our siblings, our, our us, my wife, yep. my, your spouse or whatever, right? That we feel like we're still a part of our culture. We're still a part of our ancestors. It, whatever, everything that we do nowadays, it connects us back to our history, right? And for, for those that go through, you know, troubling times where another one of your peoples is bashing you or is telling you you're not a real Samoan, you're not a real Hawaiian, like that hurts big time. And then you start yeah. questioning yourself. And I know you can relate because you told me a little bit about it. You start thinking that like, I don't belong anymore. Yeah. And now if you're not an Islander, then what are you? You look like an Islander, but this other person that's just like me says, I'm not an Islander. So what am I? And it kind of messes with you, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it really sucks. I mean, I mean, I know I mentioned that you said that before, but you want to you want to kind of speak a little bit more on that? As far as feeling like not belonging? Yeah, yeah. I haven't been back for a long time because of many reasons. Financial, but definitely personal. And a lot of it does come from not feeling like I fit in anymore. I'm sorry, I might get a little emotional. Ever since my tutu passed away, it was difficult to feel like I belonged. Because she was the one person that always was like, you remember who you are. Always, always was like, you remember who you are, baby. You are Hawaiian. You are beautiful, right? So it's, it's like losing a part of your faith in your, I know that's, that sounds horrible as because it's like religious type thing, but it is. It's like a faith based in your your being as like Hawaiian because like so much goes into just being who you are and then part of our culture is just so spiritual right so spiritual so when I lost her it was like a moment of man where am I supposed to be now mm -hmm. she always welcomed me when even others didn't because I didn't look like everybody else when I go you know but she was always there. I mean, obviously, my family was amazing. But, like, and then just being here, it's depressing. It's depressing thinking that you don't belong. To, to your own people. To your own people, exactly. you know? And it sucks. God, it sucks. But I'm, I'm learning to move past that and actually embrace the part of me that is that culture and and teach it to my my kids which is the biggest thing so that way you can continue on because my kids you look at my kids they are they do not want my daughter looks wine but my son does not not at all he looks like dad <laughs> he looks like his dad absolutely <laughs> um so but my daughter looks exactly like me so it's one of those things I'm growing up too with my my siblings we had two siblings that looked absolutely nothing like they were hawaiian at all and then three of us that were so because we had the darker complexion the more hawaiian features and things like that and so we always seemed to fit in just a little bit more than they did so 
the other siblings were always like, well, I'm Hawaiian too. You got blonde hair and blue eyes. You're not Hawaiian. Like, but yes, I am. Like, it's in my DNA. It's my blood. It's my culture. I, I grew up in it. It, it, it is me. So I, yeah. I've seen it from my side and then seeing it happen to my siblings. Right. So it it's hard. I can't wrap my head around it. I really don't understand why people want to like put a label on your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. When they don't know nothing. You know what it's I'm saying? Learned. Yeah, it is learned. And you know, we there's a lot of things that are, you know, can re- relate to something being learned. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I just I really just I understand that it is learned, but I, I still don't understand that, like, as they get older, they start realizing that, like, not everything that they know is going to always be right. And just because somebody that was raised in the mainland that doesn't take away from their actual blood that's flowing through their veins. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just because somebody doesn't know how to speak the language, that doesn't mean it changed the blood in them. Right. So... Why are you bashing these people for not knowing the language or not practicing some of the cultures? I mean, I get it. I understand if, if some people like really like say that, oh no, I am, I, I, I know, I, I know my mom was Hawaiian and I got a little bit in me, but I, I don't want nothing to do with that. Okay. I understand there's some people like that, but the ones who, who did nothing to you, you know, yeah. and, and, and trying to portray the culture, trying to speak the language. And a great example is The Rock. The Rock is only half Samoan, and he tries to speak the language when he can of the little that his mother taught him. And people are bashing him for it, saying that, like, ha ha, look at him. He, he doesn't speak it properly. Ha ha, he, he sounds so stupid. Like, bro, you sound stupid because you're downing your own per- people. Right, you're downing your own people and you're downing somebody that's actually giving a shit about trying. Yeah, exactly. He could he could not even <laughs> try he could not even acknowledge. He could just say I'm full black. Right? He could. But he is probably the biggest biggest for like the past like however many years that okay. is representing for the Samoan culture, and not even just for the Samoan culture, for the whole Islander culture. Islander culture, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and even with all of this bashing that's going on, he still does it because he knows that he is a proud Samoan. Yep. He knows that he still has the blood. Even though he knows that he's not saying something right, he goes, I'm pretty sure he goes and he, you know, tries to find or learn the right way to do it. And he'll come back and, because, oh man. Remember when he remember when he did the the haka in the the Fast and Furious movie? Yes. My God. I okay. To be honest, I kind of like I kind of giggled, but that was just because I was in the movies in the moment, and but then I stopped because I was like watching him do the haka on the biggest screen of the world made me so proud that now the whole world can see that this is what we are. After that little negative moment that I little had, but that's just me being stupid. And I admit I was being stupid by giggling at first because he pronounced the word. It sounded weird. Like that was the reason why I giggled. It just sounded weird. And then I, my actual proudness of being Samoan came out and said, dang, I'm really proud that this is actually happening. So 
what what some of these people that don't realize that it really affects us or whoever you're telling that they're not Samoan or not Hawaiian or not Fijian, whatever culture it is, it really hurts them. It affects your mental health so much. What's up, all you podcast lovers? I just want to take a break and tell you guys a little bit about Roots Global Entertainment. These guys are all about the streaming, gaming, and creating some content, awesome content that'll keep you entertained for hours on end. With Roots in Hawaii, they've got a unique perspective on the world of entertainment that's sure to keep you engaged. And if you're looking for more ways to keep up with their latest releases, their latest posts, or whatever it may be, check out their website at rootsglobalentertainment.com. Whether you're into gaming, streaming, or just love content, great content, Roots Global Entertainment has got you covered. So thank you guys for listening in, and let's get back to the podcast. Yeah, no, oh, like, like you brought up, depression. Like, depression is the act of feeling lonely, feeling like you're lost. And I'm sure you, you can agree, because you just said that you felt lost whenever you went home, because you felt like you weren't a part of them anymore. And yep. It's we we gotta do better, basically. We just gotta do better and looking out for our peoples and just like I think I mentioned in the uh my last episode, we gotta look after our humanity. Cause that's absolutely exactly right. So Yeah. That's the ultimate goal. What is um you know, we're we're talking about mental health. Like I wanna know what is your definition of mental health. So Mental health to me is the awareness of one's being. Literally the, the, the ability to understand that you are here and these are the things that are, that are transpiring. This is how you are dealing with it. This is how you are aware of you. Because there, there's, there's a difference between mental health and mental illness. Right. And... And it's, it's, it's literally being aware of your own being. Right. Right. What are, what are, what are some of the most common, you would have to name them all, but what's some of the most common mental illnesses? Anxiety, depression, PTSD, schizophrenia. I feel like, I feel like a lot of people overuse and I don't know, I like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say. That Let it's it out, not, super. Yeah, I'm not trying to say I'm not trying to say that it's a it's a it's a bad thing, but I just feel like it's coming to a point where I feel like a lot of people are claiming anxiety and they're kind of using that as a crutch to I don't know benefit something or whatever. But but they don't what people don't realize that it's a it's a real thing. You know what it's I mean? It's very real thing. Yeah, Absolutely, a, it can be very crippling. Yeah, when and. I think because like the awareness of the, you know, your mental health and different mental illnesses that a lot of people are, are actually acknowledging it and coming out and, and accepting that this is happening and doing something about it, which is good. But I feel like some people kind of overdo it to kind of like get attention, especially with like the social media stuff, like yeah, posting. I can see that. And I feel like. It's like, that's not the right way to attack that illness. You know what I'm saying? Like doing yeah, something oh, for no. attention, you know? I mean, yeah, I get it. You could, you could kind of do some stuff for attention just to kind of get somebody to reach out. But like, yeah. if you keep doing it over and over and over and using that, and that's what I meant by using it as a crutch to benefit yeah. them, you know what I'm saying? In that type of way. 
but yeah ptsd let me touch up on that for a little bit what is uh what do you what is your definition of the ptsd there's different severities of ptsd right so obviously the one that a lot of people commonly refer ptsd to is somebody that's been in in combat and has had to deal with the harshness that is violence you know and that comes you know with with our military like a lot of people think of that but ptsd can can be so many different things that can come from your childhood from a very traumatizing event a car crash that you were in that that really messed you up and somebody that you were with somebody could have passed away with you in the car you know things like that there's so many intricacies to ptsd it's it's one of those broad spectrums i feel like that's actually what got me into psychology was after 9-11 um i went into child trauma with ptsd uh, that's so tough. that's what it's very tough very very tough because i knew somebody that that lost both of their parents and so i was very into it as far as like how do i help how do i let this child know that they're not alone that what they went through and experienced was terrifying and that they're going to be just fine but they need to go through each process and that that process is going to have to be repeated over and over and over again because it's going to come back at at a time where you you don't realize it's going to come back something uh, can trigger you especially at a child and no matter if you're an 18 year old child or 17 year old because 18 year adult right especially <laughs> at a child even at an older child age or younger child age like you said you got to keep repeating or repetition or keep teaching them teaching them teaching them because they're not processing it as fast as, as adults would be able to process right. information right and and i think it could it could hit them at any moment to where like okay i, I understand what he's saying and then couple days later it just hits them again like you know what i mean they go right back to that state like it's it's like a it's like a boomerang you know what i mean fly yeah. away is good and then come right back to it super fast i think uh ken one of my last uh previous guests on the show he was talking about because he's a he's a uh, counselor school counselor and mm -hmm. first he started into uh a regular i guess uh, uh mental health facility they put him with the uh, the younger kids, like I think like no older than like six years old or seven years old, and he said that he couldn't do it, he couldn't because all the traumas that the kids would be coming, telling their stories or whatever that he was finding out, and like you said, it's not just trauma over the military killing people or seeing people getting killed, but it's any traumatic event, and for him to hear these kids coming in with abusive verbal abusive uh, uh sexual harassment all that stuff yeah he just our our islander side he said in him like started kicking up and he wanted to go beat somebody up like that's how bad oh, it got yeah. oh gosh yeah <laughs> yeah so it, it is definitely tough man and as tough as it is you know for kids to be going through traumatic events and all that stuff like and like I said, you know, adults are able to process it, you know, a little bit quicker and, and be able to kind of 
I guess, defend themselves with within themselves to kind of push through any of these situations. Like, do you think it's still tough for adults? Like, I, I feel like, I feel oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I feel like, especially, I feel like, especially for, for men, and I'm not saying that females don't go through this either, but a lot of times men, you know, we're the traditional men, we're supposed to provide, protect, uh, like I said, provide for the family and be the strong one and all that stuff. And so a lot of men feel like they have to like dig these feelings deep down and pretend it's not there. And then eventually starts building up and then they just freaking explode. So. And then it's a whole episode. Whole episode. And then, then yeah. eventually they start getting abusive or, you know, some, that anger or that hurt has to go somewhere. And sad to say that you know most cases are not you know the man starts being abusive to the spouse or the kids or to themselves or to the co-worker whatever it is and it and it sucks so am i am i wrong that like no adults you're not wrong. well because then i did say that children may have a little bit worse because so i i look at it as ad adults we we still have issues dealing with ptsd so ptsd is isn't something that like we've been able to know a lot about until like you know what last 20 years it's gotten super deep into ptsd and how to help individuals with it roughly 20 years right right so anybody that's an adult depending on where they're at they could be up shit creek without a paddle and having more of a difficult time dealing with it because we didn't have the proper tools at a younger age to be able to deal with the traumas. Because no matter what, all of us have dealt with traumas in our life, whether they have been extremely horrible or just like, you know, oh my gosh, I broke my foot one time. I mean, that's not amazing, but like, still, that's still, still a trauma. Yeah, still a trauma. Right. Like, depending on how it happened, it could be a traumatic experience. So it, it, it just like, you know, if it happened at a younger age, now you're going to be able to go through life knowing how to deal with that particular kind of trauma, that PTSD, whereas you, you don't necessarily, you never know how to deal with, you know, seeing somebody killed in front of you or you yeah. having to, you know, take somebody's life. And that's, 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 that's horrible. That's, that's something that you have to deal with for the rest of your life as an adult. That's not something that you've learned how to take care of. Yeah. Younger? Yeah. So okay, you might have like... to kill a spider, but that's different. <laughs> yeah. <a> spider. Yeah. <laughs> so is it kind of so with, with the adults, it's kind of like to like put in like simplest terms that I could think of. It's kind of like getting a cut in her arm and it's, uh you know, it scars up and it's a scar forever. You know what I mean? Not saying that the little kids or whatever, you know, they, they get their scars when they're young or whatever, but it it's able to have a longer amount of time to heal more properly to where like we're adults, we don't have as much time to heal that scar. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'm yeah. trying to like put into simple terms, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so. PTSD is just one of those intense ones where not everybody understands it and that's okay. Yeah. Just as long as we try to work through it. Yeah. It sucks, man. But, uh, so staying on the topic of, of adults and, you know, mental illnesses and stuff like that, you know, 
going into the work life, you know, mental health or mental illnesses like really affects their work life and then eventually affects their home life because like something's got to give, right? Something's got to give when so much negative thing is happening or so much negative thing is piling up and there's only so much that your body can consume, your emotions can consume. If you're not talking to somebody or seeing a therapist or whatever, like, like some of the signs that people would notice, especially at work is like you're reducing productivity. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're not the same person as when we hired you, what's going on? You know what I mean? Lack of drive. Yeah, like a drive and showing up later, not on time. Is yeah, it could be like the smallest things, right? In inability to focus. Yeah. yeah. Or come in like <laughs> come in with your hair not fixed. You know, like especially for females, they come in like nothing Imagine. and like something's something's up when their hair is not fixed or you know what I mean, something's not on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, oh my God, Claire, you didn't do your eyebrows today. What's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> like, I get that all the time. They're like, are you okay? Your eyebrows aren't done. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> Maybe I just wanted to not do it today. I, be, I wanted to be less eyebrow-y today. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, it, but yeah, it's something as small as that too, right? You know, some because of the awareness of all of this going on, like people are picking up on smaller things that that would go unnoticed back then. You know what I mean? Like, like what we were yeah. saying about like the hair's not done. Eyebrows not on you're late or, you know, your maybe your, your hygiene's not up to par. Right. So, but yeah. I mean, granted, you know, a lot of times, you know, sometimes we wake up late or whatever and we know we rush, but you know, if it's a consistent thing, like, yeah, you don't notice like you're, you're, you're a boss at your job. Like, have you, yep. you know, noticed anything within, you know, have you had situations like that? I have had situations like that with with other employees and coworkers, but I mean, I I myself have gone through that. Like it, I I literally had to stop myself and was like, oh my gosh, okay, I need to have a conversation with my boss, like because I might be the boss of where I'm at, but like I obviously have people above me. So I was like, I had that one on one and was like, yo, this is what's going on with me right now, and. I didn't realize it until all this stacked up on top of me. And now I feel 10 times more stressed out because of it. And thankfully my employer is amazing and was like, okay, well, you know, this is, what do you want to do? What can we do to help you? And it took a lot of kicking and screaming to get that. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I was going to say, but once I was like fully open was like, I am not okay. That's when they were like, okay, how can we help? What can we do? And I laid it all out on the table and I was like, this is what I need. Otherwise I can't be here anymore. I can't do this. This is just too much. It is too stressful. It's seeping into my family. Yeah. And that is not okay. Yeah. Like so it, it, you know, yeah, they, it's hard yeah. not all not all employers help with that. Yeah, exactly. I was just gonna ask you about that. Like, it's the yes, the awareness has gotten up, but it's not. I feel like it's still not to the point where it should be. It's not because a lot of people still are like, "Oh, well, that's personal. This is professional." Yeah. Okay, but I can't be professional if you don't help me with this personal issue. 
Exactly. And this personal issue is going to affect you professionally. So we need to take care of it. Yeah, exactly. We're not, people are not freaking robots. We're freaking human beings. We got feelings and we got things like feelings and emotions that drive us to want to be successful or to want to be, you know, stay positive and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. We, we're not, we don't have a button to where like, all right, turn that off. Yeah. I mean, I won't lie. I won't lie. Like if we're in a heated discussion, like if I'm at work, right. I have the ability to be like, okay, this is getting extremely intense. My emotions now need to be turned off. Yeah, and I no. can, I can flip that switch and I can turn those emotions off. But as soon as the high intensity situation is done, I melt. And yeah. I'm just, I, I, I might be a ball of just blubbering tears and everything else. Right. Or I am just completely just, numb do you think um, do you think so how like you know when we apply for jobs we you know we the regular application you put your you know your name all that stuff information and and then then we go on like the race and then you go on to like the the job history the education all that stuff do you think there should be a section where we would put like if you were diagnosed with a mental illness do you I feel like there's going to be a lot of backlash, but do you think that would help that way? Like maybe the company could kind of like, yes, they qualify for all of this and they, they, they're perfect for the, the, the fit of the job. But at least now we know that, you know, I don't want to say baggage, but it is baggage is coming with them and they can figure out the best way to make sure both sides or both parties are successful. Do you think that would help or not? I think right now that would be more damaging to an actual applicant for a potential job than help them. Right. Because right now, not enough people are actually educated in the difference between mental health and mental illness. Yeah. To understand that there are ways to help and control mental illnesses compared to mental health where you know people can be mental health mental health mental health mental health but don't understand the mental illness side so if you go in there and you 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 know put in there that you're schizophrenic but you don't understand what that schizophrenia actually is as an employer you're automatically going to be like oh ding 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 that's a red flag for me yeah they're they're so qualified, but oh man, I don't want to deal with that schizophrenia. Yeah, that that could cause prejudgments. And let's be honest, even though as an employer, it's supposed to be always equal opportunity, right? Yeah. Employers still, I don't care who you are, employers still look at those little things. Not even with uh, uh mental health, this still goes on. I mean, with mental illness, is it, it still goes on with race? genders yep you know what i mean like yep like oh they said that they was uh hispanic or native american uh, maybe like not saying everybody does that but that still happens right and yeah. so but they have it under now and there's no like yeah. you know you can't discriminate anymore so like i feel like that could be like the stepping stone for the mental illness side because yeah this person might have mental illness or whatever but it can be worked on you know what I mean? Every, every, every person, no matter what they have, or even if they're like, they have nothing, they still can be worked on to better, be a better worker or 
or a coworker or whatever they want to be. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe yeah, it is. I do. I, think, I, I think, do. I do kind of yeah. agree though. I do kind of agree that it is. It might be damaging, and it might, you know, make it a little worse. But I feel like to get to where you want to be, you got to go through the worst times. You're not. I mean, you're not wrong as far as that goes. I think they're just. In that aspect, there just needs to be a little bit more education on a mass scale rather than, you know, a couple here and there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, oh, for sure. And I mean, you know, with a mental illness, that's where it comes into play with reasonable accommodations for employment. Being like, okay, I have this mental illness that could affect my my work, but I want you to know that all of these things are, I'm going to the best of my ability have that be avoided but in order to help avoid that i need you as my employer to do a b c to help me avoid that being an issue right i feel like with the military people that are you know that are they become veterans after they they serve their time and all that stuff and I feel like that's just a stigma that or a, a a stereotype that like employers would already have like if they see this applicant and this guy is a veteran I, even even if there's no section that you know to put down your mental illnesses i'm i'm pretty sure there's there's a lot of employers out there that are assuming that this military member has some type of mental illness because of the stereotype of what we do go through you know what i mean yeah or not the yeah. stereotype but what we actually go through so um, yeah. I guess in a way we kind of already doing that, you know what I mean? But not like official where like, yeah, dot on paper. Right. Yeah. I mean, like for, for me, it's, uh, with what I do, um, since I do low income affordable housing, right. I do have paperwork that straight up asks them if they have some kind of disability, whether it be physical or mental, and they can choose to answer it and they can choose not to. So I do have it in housing paperwork. I mean, that makes sense because, you know, what your particular job is doing. So, <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I feel like eventually it might even be that I way. I think eventually it'll, yeah. it'll probably end up on employment paperwork eventually. I think right now, maybe not. We're still yeah. diving deep into everyone being aware of mental health and mental illnesses. Yeah. It definitely causes a lot of issues in your workplace and, you know, especially with, you know, like you, you mentioned before, the relationships with your bosses or your peers, your coworkers or your subordinates. Like if you're a boss and, you know, something happens to you and, you know, you get diagnosed with something and you try to hide it, you know what I mean? You're only, honestly, you're only making it worse for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're kind of especially yourself yeah especially yourself your emotions are degrading slowly then you know all the like i was saying earlier the, the negatives start piling up and then you just blow up and treat everybody like crap and yep. then nobody wants to work with you and then your company goes down and then you know what i mean so nobody yeah. it's a lose-lose and speaking on relationships you know like how much of an effect it is for your home life because I feel like that is Oof. a lot tougher than that effect that it has on your work life. It's definitely tough. I can definitely tell when my depression and my anxiety, because I, I, I've dealt with depression, anxiety my entire life. I grew up in a family 
where they didn't believe in depression, especially my father. It, it wasn't a real thing. You chose to be happy or you chose to be sad. And it was one of those things where it's like, I, I choose to be happy, but chemically my body will refuse that. Yeah. And so I had to deal with that my whole life. And, and I, I can tell when it kicks into high gear, it really affects my kids. Yeah. Really affects my kids because they feed off of my energy and I become shorter with them. I don't interact with them nearly as much. I, I don't want to do things for them. And, and I, I like there's times where I don't even want anything to do with them. And that really hurts because then it just spirals you further down, you know? So it, it is definitely all about making sure that I have that proper help that I need. And, and if it's not working, try something else. Yeah. You know, it definitely sucks, man, that like our Islander culture, it, it's, a, it's a good and bad thing, you know, for me, at least uh, my perspective on, on that, when yeah. you're, you're brought up to be this strong person, you're brought up to be the positive mind, or like, like you said, you know, you choose to be happy, not sad or not mad or angry or whatever. But the more that you don't acknowledge those sad or negative feelings, the more it starts building up, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like, uh, it's like rain and uh, a divot in, in the road, the more that it, you know, puddles up, the bigger that pavement is going to keep making a bigger puddle in the pavement. Yeah. And then now you got a big ass pothole where pops the car's tires. And that's really what it is. You know, like as much as I appreciated being brought up that way, cause at an early age, I understood that in order for me to, to push forward, I got to embrace the strong side. I got to remember the strong side to the willpower or the, you know, the will to, to, to keep living or to keep breathing or to keep doing whatever that I wanted to do. But we wasn't taught to acknowledge the sad part so that we can process it and understand that, okay, I understand why I'm feeling sad or why I'm feeling angry. You know what I mean? Instead of just putting it aside, not knowing what it is, and then it just jump scares us. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So yeah. it does kind of suck. And when you brought up your kids, uh, I f feel like, you know, the mental illness, whatever type it is, depression, anxiety, PTSD, whatever it is, it honestly, it breaks up families if it's not treated right. It can, because I... Sometimes, like, it, what can cause it is, is it, it can be genetics, you know, and it, it can be from life experiences. So for me to have, like, an episode, right, we'll just call it an episode, I can have my kids experience that and, and they, <laughs> sorry. One of them just tried to run in here without clothes on. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So like they can experience it. Right. And, and that in turn ends up giving them later on and throughout their life situations that they have to deal with. So it's just this just reoccurring cycle of just, bullshit that builds up from generation to generation so not only can it be genetic 
it can be a life experience that you're getting from somebody else that has that mental illness and guess what is now passing it to you from from a child's perspective and now you're having to deal with it so i try very very hard not to contain it but to rather make sure that it is something that we discuss and we talk about and that they are very aware that it's not it's not just a mommy thing it can be many people's thing that that's going through something that's why we have to be open and loving and kind to each other and that's why i love my hawaiian culture because that was something i was always raised so that's what i try to instill in them because it mental illnesses are no joke and it's sometimes it's really hard to get through those things as an adult or as a child so to make sure that i'm open and honest is is the biggest key with my oh, children. yeah yeah for sure and it's definitely ended relationships for me like you know romantic relationships for yeah. me for sure no yeah it's uh you know to build upon that you know with you know kids uh genetically developing all of these you know experiences and all this stuff and inheriting it really you know when when a parent doesn't treat their mental illness correctly like let me let me use a military member for example and you know this is common with other people too it's not just military but for example a military member comes home you know from multiple deployments and he finally gets out and or he gets medically discharged because of the mental illnesses or whatever injuries he go through you know, PTSD plays a big part. A lot of times us military members and majority of it is guys or men, they want to, it's, it's like how we were talking about with, you know, being raised as like, oh, what is mental illness? What is that? You're not sad. You're not depressed or whatever. You're strong. And so these guys yeah. believe that they are stronger and they don't like, they don't acknowledge it. And when, when, like I said, it jump scares us, when it comes out of nowhere, they don't, they don't want to believe that they have it. And so they don't get help and then it gets worse. And then they either turn to drugs or they turn to alcohol and then the alcohol and drugs turn to abuse. And then, then the wife gets, uh, the spouse gets abused and you know, they're stuck or the divorce or whatever, something happens. Or even the self-harm. Self-harm. Exactly. And then, you know, when you got kids they see all of this happening. And then now because at a young age, they seen it every single day or every other day or consistently, it just, it's inherited to them that drinking is okay. Being abusive is okay. And eventually makes them have mental illness. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's yeah, the so whole cycle. It really is. It really is. And you know, like the whole the whole thing, the whole moral of, you know, if if you guys are gonna take anything out of this mental illness part of the, the podcast, you have to suck up your pride and go get help. It don't matter where or who you're getting the help from. You're getting some kind of help that's helping you acknowledge what it is learning from it and figuring out how to push through it you know what i mean you don't have to kill it right away yeah exactly exactly acceptance insight action self healing and then the meaning 
it's a timely matter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And but. it's going to suck. And it's going to be rewarding. It, it's everything in between. It's like with anything <laughs> in life. When you're, when you're trying to change something that's like inherited or um, genetic that, you know, is passed down or whatever. It's like, uh, what do you call it? I don't know what example to say, but it's like you've been smoking for a long time. Smoking cigarettes for a long time. And, and it's natural in your body now, right? And your body's so used to it that it, it, it feels and it believes that you have yeah. to live off of this, this nicotine or the smoke. And then when you start to like, when, you're, when your brain tells you or your heart tells you that like, oh, we need to change yeah, something. Yeah, when you feel like you're dependent on it. Yeah, you, when, you, when you tell yourself you need to change and then you try to change it, now your body's rejecting it because it's so used to it. And that's just yeah. like mental illness. If you... If you keep letting yourself get depressed or have anxiety all the time without even, you know, trying to get help or whatever, your body gets used to that. Yeah. So go get help, man. And, you know, I'm a, I'm an example and I've told a lot of people, a lot of my friends and family members finally, you know, told most of my family now that I've had some diagnoses of different mental illnesses and it wasn't until that I got, I went and seeked help and I went to therapy, went to two different group therapies, went to, I had a, a individual session within those group therapies. And, and at first it felt like a lot, but I actually started listening to some of the things they were teaching, some of the things that was eye opening, And it made me realize that I didn't, want any of these negative things in my life because i saw it affect my wife i saw it affect my mom or my siblings or my coworkers that was trying to help me when when you're when you're in this little funk you don't see these things you know what i mean and when yeah. you when you start opening your eyes a little bit you start noticing that like yeah it has been affecting me and that little positive mind opening you kind of start pushing yourself to like all right let me get out of this you know what i mean yeah like the the horse blinders <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so i am um... you don't want to see all the little snakes on the side of the road that are bothering you <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you have yeah. those blinders on yeah so so i am a walking testament to you know therapy you know i did go to the traditional therapy and it actually really did help and at first like i said i was totally like didn't think it was going to work or I was just doing this just to make my wife happy or, you know, my family happy, but it actually really helped me. So I probably See, wouldn't for be, me, it was the opposite. It was opposite. Yeah. Therapy did not help me. But at it least you, but at me. least you, at least you tried, at least you did. Something. I did. I tried, I tried and, and tried other things. And, and my, my biggest Thing that I do for me when I realize I'm getting that bad is I need I need a moment of being me you know actually observing the world and the things around me I guess in a way you could call it meditation but not quite meditation me just really having that moment of just in my moment right so that way I can be like okay remember all of these different things see all of these things and i i'll, I'll surround myself with the, the things that i know that make me smile make me happy and make me content and will 
meditate. I guess you could say I can't think of any other word for it, but it's not, I wouldn't quite call it meditation. It's just, it's just that moment of being self aware. That's why I, that's why I say mental health to me is that awareness of one's being. Right. So I, I take that moment and I remember my being. Yeah. And then I have that breakthrough almost every time I have that real moment to sit down and just be. And I will have that breakthrough of like, oh my gosh, this is what is really bothering me right now. This is why I'm having this PTSD moment. That's why I'm having this anxiety moment. Holy cow. And like, I, I'll just, I'll just ball uncontrollably. And I don't like crying, even though you've already seen me cry today. <laughs> I don't like it. I hate it. I was always tired. No, no, no. I suck that back in. But Oh my God, you know how much a cry does for you? Holy cow, it releases so many chemicals. Yeah. So once I get that, like even like breathing exercises help me. And that releases so much. But like just sitting there and talking to somebody for me didn't didn't necessarily work. Having people that I can talk to, absolutely. Don't get me wrong. Having right. somebody to talk to, amazing. But actually having that therapist that a more clinical presentation to it didn't work for me. I have to have something more personal. Yeah. Everybody is different, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody processes things differently, different timing and all that stuff. But I think for me, the group therapy helped me because I learned different things to like coping skills and all that stuff, grounding techniques or whatever. Like you said, the breathing part, that's where yeah. I learned that from. And that was like, that's another thing we have in common. The breathing is what really helped me too. Cause yeah. whenever the anger started coming out, my breathing kind of like oppressed it. You know what I mean? Yeah. For me at least. But, but the people that was running that group therapy was, I don't know. I, I kind of assumed that like they were going to be very touchy feely and all that stuff, but they weren't. And so I think that kind of surprised me and kind of, made me open my eyes like, okay they're not like what i expected and then yeah. my individual therapist which was more personable and more like to the point and just me she was she was very helpful because it wasn't about it wasn't about what i had it was about me yeah. and we talked a lot about you know you know what we we she helped me remember what my core values is and it's huge yeah and using and building my treatment around my core values really kind of opened my eyes of what really means to me you know what i mean so it i actually did care about myself in when i started learning about that <laughs> you know what i mean but like with 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 you like you said it, it's you know, you do appreciate and you like that you have other people like friends or whoever it may be, right? I strive off of that too. And yeah. so I guess for me, I just had the best of all three worlds, individual, group, and having that support system, right? Yeah. So I wish it worked for you, but I mean, <laughs> something was working, you know what I mean? And on top of that, yeah. the good thing was you did go and try. Yeah. I mean? and, and sometimes it's just a matter of, not finding the right one yeah, yeah you know i went through seven 
And so it was. I mean, you go through a hundred to find that one, right? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta. I mean, like a freaking. I mean, it's totally unrelated, but it's related. Like at Michael Jordan, he he said he took nine thousand shots and he didn't make every single one of them. You know yeah. what I mean? But he still yeah. became successful because he kept shooting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so home life, work life, mental illness, any aspect of life, man, super tough. And there's no yeah. doubt about that. Just just know that you you gotta the moment you the moment you stop trying is the moment you lose. Yeah. And when you do, you got the support system to, you know, rejuvenate you. And some a lot of people don't think they do, but they actually do. They really do. Yeah. That's I think and then that's why I love having that moment of just being there, being me for a moment. Cause I it reminds me of that, yeah. you know? Cause sometimes you're just so too close to it to realize that you have so much more than you thought. Yeah. It's a magical experience. And what one uh, one last question on this mental health stuff. With all the support, you know, therapy groups, you know, your support system, your family, your friends, anybody that is there for you to help you through any type of mental illness, help with yourself, or if you seek help with, I don't know, that you're religious, if you're religious and you seek help from God or whatever it may be, if you search the whole world for help, like, what do you do when you feel like you didn't get the help that helped you? Oh, I mean, that's it's a, a yeah, it's a tough question, but that's a tough one. So I've gone through that myself. So I guess what I told myself was <laughs> it goes it goes right back to what I originally said with why do I feel like nothing is helping? Where where am I having this disconnect? So I I I, I guess it's more of a sense of okay, well. How about you focus on you instead of having that need to have somebody else focus on you to get you where you feel like you need to be. Let you guide you there in, in whatever way that, that you need to try. Obviously, doing it via some other, other way wasn't working, so, so, so inner search. That soul search, you know, like that, that hippie stuff, <laughs> <laughs> that, that star child stuff. It, cause that's what I had to do, you know, and, and it was my own self journey with me inside me, inside dealing with everything that I didn't want to have to necessarily share with another person and have to say over and over and over again and feel like it's falling on deaf ears. Why do I? Me, Khalil, why do I feel that way? And I, I think it's just a lot of more self soul searching. I, I would feel like. Yeah. No, yeah, but for yeah. sure. I mean, no, it's the same, the same thing about like, for me at least, I, I guess I did some soul searching when, you know, we, my individual therapist was talking to me and taught me about, you know, the, the core of what reminded me and helped me remember it about my core values. Like what was my life purpose? You know what I mean? 
And yeah. a lot of times when you hit this dead end or you hit this brick wall, you just feel like you're like how exactly what I, how I said it, you, you hit a brick wall and you don't feel like life can go on or whatever it may be. You gotta, as cliche as it sounds, you gotta chip away at the wall and you gotta see the light because the light is the realization that not everything is as it seems. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's, it's definitely, you ever seen that meme where, um, there's a, they're underground and then there's, there's two different people digging to go find the diamond or the gold or whatever. And one of them is almost there, literally has like one more chip and then he's so tired. And so he just goes back and he like starts, he gave up basically. And then the mm. other one is kind of a little bit further away and he keeps chipping away and he's still, he's still motivating himself because he's saying like, I'm almost there, almost there. I'm tired, tired of this, but I'm almost there where like the other guy, he was literally one chip away and he was too tired and he, he let that consume him. And then he just was like, I'm done. There's, there's no, yeah. there's no point. So it's, yeah. you just. As tough as it sounds and as, as, as easy as it says, as, as it said, just got to keep going, man. Yeah. No matter how hard it is, you are here for a reason. The, uh, Taylor Fernandez, the, my other guest that was on here, he said it best, man. From Finding Nemo, Dory, you just keep swimming. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, he, that, that was like the best example because... They're deep in the ocean, right? They got to get the mask. And Marlon is scared. He's hanging on to a rock. And Dory's like, doo -doo 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 -doo, just keep going down. And it comes back up and like, <laughs> just keep swimming. And even though what she can't. Do do? <laughs> exactly. You can't see nothing. You can't see nothing. But you just keep swimming because eventually you're going to hit it. So, yep. Just what, that's what uh, anything in life, man. That's a uh, super big life lesson. And. We are, we are coming to an end. We are coming to the end of the, the podcast episode. So I do like to shout out all you peoples out here, the millions of viewers and listeners that are listening to this podcast. I appreciate you guys coming through and hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you guys learned some things. Hope you guys, you know, if you guys know some things that we didn't touch upon or if we said something wrong, go ahead and leave a comment, you know, let us know, man. We would like to know your guys' thoughts and, um, I got some big announcements coming soon. You know, a lot of things that, you know, I do want to upgrade the podcast or whatever. You know, I want to make sure that this uh, experience for you guys are is very enjoyable because that's we're here to entertain you guys or give you knowledge and talk about deep things or, you know, make you laugh or whatever it may be. We, we appreciate you guys coming through. We appreciate you guys listening in. So like I said, on YouTube, make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel, hit the noti button so you guys don't miss any alerts about anything. Uh, if you guys are on Spotify, thank you so much. Follow the podcast, leave a review, answer the questions. I'll, I'll give a little sneak peek. We are planning a live episode where, you know, we could totally interact with you guys in the chat. You guys can ask us live questions about anything. And, uh, you know, that's all in the works, all in the plans and a lot of other things are in the plans too. So, um, actually, you know, I'll give you guys another sneak peek too. I'm going to bring on some co-hosts. So we are going to see some familiar faces more often and, uh, yeah, super exciting. So 
if you guys are looking forward to that, then make sure you don't miss out on any episodes every Wednesday on YouTube and Spotify. If you guys don't want to watch the whole episodes, there are YouTube shorts, TikTok videos that there are snippets of each episode. Go ahead and like those and comments, comment in those videos as well. So thank you guys so much again. Khalil, I appreciate you for coming through as a guest today. I appreciate you. No worries. No worries. I'm sorry I made you cry. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a good thing. It's not bad. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> no, no matter how much I talk about it throughout my years, I will always cry about that. Oh, yeah. It's it's Because it, it brings back good memories and sad memories. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> well, people don't realize that, like, sad memories are super important to your core values oh yeah and it uh it reminds me of one of my favorite disney movies damn it what is it called oh no the, uh, <laughs> the one with the emotions in the the little girl's uh brain <laughs> i'm over here saying that my favorite disney movies and I forgot the title of this freaking movie. <laughs> oh my god! Oh shit! What is that movie called? The um, emotions one. Gosh damn it! I'm I'm thinking Soul, but Soul was made after that movie. Speaking of that, the the new one, new Disney movie coming out is Elemental. That one looks very interesting. Have you seen the preview to Elemental? I have not. Well, this podcast inside is out. inside out. Oh my gosh. I had to Google it. Inside out. <laughs> yes. The title would have been better with emotions. Gosh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I mean, I get it. The inside out. mental and then there. what projects out. You all, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Got a point there. Oh, no. But, <laughs> no, but yeah. So like, just, just real quick before we um and this podcast right the in that in that movie sadness was like always saying that like oh i'm not beneficial to riley that's the person's name so i remember the girl's name but i don't remember the freaking movie name but and then the the happy emotion was like always trying to push away the sadness because she thought that the sadness was affecting the core right. values but it's it nuts. wasn't <laughs> yeah everything plays a part man Everything plays Everything a part. Plays a part. <sighs> now that embarrassing moment is off of my forehead. <laughs> um, so what I like to do with the the guests, uh, Kaleo, I like to have you guys, you know, tell the viewers, millions of viewers, one saying that you try to live by and you try to, you know, you know, teach others. I always tell stars heard this before. Yes. I always tell everyone to be uniquely them because it is the best thing that you could ever do. The good, the bad, everything in between. Because if you can't be uniquely you, who the hell are you going to be? You can't be. I can't be star. <laughs> I'm me. I am Khalil. And no one could ever be me. No one. No one but you. No one but me. Yeah. God made you. <laughs> God made me. God made everybody. But uh, what is that? Uh, um, because you actually have like a way that you say that saying. So, what what is it? Oh, I do. So remember to be uniquely you. It's the best thing that you could ever do. I love you, and I'm proud of you for it. Remember, if you ever ever need somebody to talk to, 
there's always somebody out there all right ladies and gentlemen that is the end of the show thank you guys so much for coming through and i'll catch you guys next week welcome to the deep podcast